Let's all pray together. It's a prayer taken from Psalm 19, where David declares, The heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of His hands. Day after day, they pour forth speech, night after night, they reveal knowledge. They have no speech, they use no words. No sound is heard from them, yet their voice goes out into all the earth. Their words to the ends of the world, in the heavens God has pitched a tent for the sun. It is like a bridegroom coming out of his chamber, like a champion rejoicing to run his course. It rises at one end of the heavens and makes a circuit to the other. Nothing is deprived of its warmth. The law of the Lord is perfect, refreshing the soul. The statutes of the Lord are trustworthy, making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, giving joy to the heart. The commands of the Lord are radiant, giving light to the eyes. The fear of the Lord is pure. Enduring forever, the decrees of the Lord are firm, and all of them are righteous. They are more precious than gold, than much pure gold. They are sweeter than honey, than honey from the honeycomb. By them, your servant is warned, and keeping them, there is great reward. But who can discern their own errors? Forgive my hidden faults. Keep your servant also from willful sins. May they now rule over me, then I'll be blameless, innocent of great transgression. May these words of my mouth and this meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight, Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Lord, we give you all the glory and all the honor, and may the name of the Lord be praised here in this place. We thank you, we love you for your precious word and for this time of worship may we offer you with clean hands and a pure heart oh god test us lord test us today so that we may be as pure gold a heart of worship and service to you oh god give you all the glory and all the honor we thank you we love you pray all these things your precious son just cross me pray and god's people pray amen and amen Welcome, everyone. Next week, we'll be beginning our Advent. So before we do that, I just want to do part three of Back to the Basics. I'll just keep in mind that we will be continuing this even after Advent, Christmas season, readjusting and reaffirming our foundation of why we do what we do and why We are the way we are, and why we are here in this short life on this earth. So let us really understand our purpose and the reason to why Christ has called us here in this one life that he has given us. Amen? So the title of today's message is very simple. Again, it's the same title, but it's part three. Back to the basics, three. Back to the basics, part three. Our main passage here is found in Romans chapter 6, verse 5 through 14. The focus will be on verse 6, 7, and then 11 through 14. But I'm just going to go ahead and read 
from verse 5 all the way up to 14. Let's begin. It says, verse 5, For if we have been united with him in a death like his, we will certainly also be united with him in a resurrection like his. Amen. Verse 6, For we know that our old self was crucified with him, so that the body ruled by sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves to sin, because anyone who has died has been set free from sin. Now, if we die with Christ, we believe that we will also live with him. For we know that since Christ was raised from the dead, he cannot die again. Death no longer has mastery over him. The death he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. Verse 11. In the same way, count yourselves dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body so that you obey its evil desires. Do not offer any part of yourself to sin as an instrument of wickedness, but rather offer yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life. And offer every part of yourself to him as an instrument of righteousness. Amen. For sin shall no longer be your master, because you are not under the law, but under grace. Amen. And amen. Focusing on, do not offer any part of yourself to sin as an instrument of wickedness, but rather as an instrument of righteousness. Amen and amen. Starting with point number one, praise the Lord as is declared in Psalm 19, as is declared in Psalm 150, praise the Lord, I am dead in Christ. Amen. Can we turn to our neighbor and say, you are dead. You are dead. You will die. With that tone, you will die. Praise the Lord, I am dead in Christ. As a Christian, only when I know and realize that I have died in and with Christ can I truly live a new life in Christ. I'll say it again. Only when I know in my heart, I know it to the core of my being in faith, and I realize that I have died already in Christ and with Christ, then can I truly live a new life in Christ with joy with victory, with genuine and true service to God. If you do not realize that you have already died in Christ and with Christ, your service, your work for church, your service to the Lord in the way that you serve God through you serving people will have no joy, will have no victory, and it will not be a genuine service to God. We need to realize, so point letter A, Christ has died. He has died. It's for a fact. You cannot change history. Christ has died. And B, I have died with him. The old Jonathan, the old man, the old woman is dead. Christ has died. I have died with him. Keep in mind, I'm not saying it's a process of dying. It is not a process. It is, in fact, a truth that you cannot change. 
meaning I have died with Christ. Not I am dying with him. I have already died with Christ. In Christ, I am dead. That includes past, the present, and the future. It says particularly here in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, it's not on the screen, but let me just give it to you. It says believers who have died. So it's including Abraham. It's including Isaac. Pre-Christ return. Brothers and sisters, we do not want you to be uninformed about those who sleep in death. So that you do not grieve like the rest of mankind who have no hope. For we believe that Jesus died and rose again. And so we believe that God will bring with Jesus those who have fallen asleep in him. Meaning even those who have died already, they have hope. For they have died with Christ. And because they have died with Christ, because they have died in faith, when Christ was risen, they will also be risen. So it is not, I die daily, therefore I am dead. Because when you say that, it has to do with my effort. It has nothing to do with your effort. But rather it is, I am dead, therefore I die daily. There's a difference. I'm going to say it again. I die daily, therefore I am dead. That is wrong. It is, I am dead, therefore I die daily. Meaning every day, because I am dead to my old self, I choose, every day I choose to die to my rights. I choose to die to my dreams of being my own God, being my own boss. I die every day. I choose to die to my desire to sin. When I fall into temptations, I die daily. That's why Paul says in 1 Corinthians 15, 31, let me do ESV version first. It says, I die daily. And NIV version of 1 Corinthians 15, 31 says, I face death every day. Paul goes on in Romans 8, 36. It is written, for your sake, we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. Paul can say this, that I die every day because he has already died to himself, to his old self. When he says, I die every day, I face death every day for your sake. God, for your sake, we face death all day long. It means I choose to die to my rights die to my dreams of being my own boss, die to my desires to sin by falling into temptations. I die daily. I am dead, therefore I die daily. Amen and amen. The Bible reminds us to live a life completely sold out to the Lord. And that's what it means, completely sold out to the Lord. Each day, every day, choosing to die to my rights. Echoing the words of Jesus found in Luke 9, 23, where Jesus says, Then he said to them all, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross daily and follow me. Therefore, continuing on with our soul points, what was A and B? A was Christ has died, B is I have died with him. Therefore, let us see no in between. D, no compromises. 
ye. No lukewarmness. F. Repent every day. And that F, so point letter F, is going to echo throughout this message in each of the point. And I'm going to end it with repent every day, just like David, where David repented of his sins. Galatians 2.20 and Colossians 2.20. Memorize this. If you know Galatians 2.20, memorize Colossians 2.20. Easy, right? 2.20. Galatians 2.20 says, I've been crucified with Christ. And we know this because we memorize this as a church. And I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I have been crucified. When you're crucified, there's a 100% chance that you are dead. There's no surviving the crucifixion. I've been crucified with Christ. I, my old self, is no longer alive. I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. Colossians 2.20 says, Since you died with Christ, you died. The old version of you is dead to the elemental spiritual forces of this world. Why, as though you still belong to the world, do you submit to its rules? Why? You have a new master. I don't want to get to that yet because I'm going to focus on the master later in the point. But just keep that in mind. We have a new master. You have died with Christ. You cannot live as if you still belong to the world. It doesn't make any sense. Why do you submit to the world and to the worldly ways? It makes absolutely no sense. You have been crucified with Christ. You have died with Christ. So again, point number one, praise the Lord, I am dead in Christ. Point number two, praise the Lord, I am alive in Christ. Amen and amen. Letter A, Christ has risen. Letter B, I have risen with him. Yes, Christ has died. Yes, I have died with him. Now Christ has risen, and I have risen with him. Acts 20, verse 20 to 24 says, and now, this is what Paul says, compelled by the Spirit, this is towards the end of his ministry, I am going to Jerusalem, not knowing what will happen to me there, I only know that in every city, the Holy Spirit warns me that what? Not praise, not acceptance of people, not popularity, not fame, but it says that prison and hardships are facing me. And he says, however, I consider my life worth nothing to me. My only aim is to what? Finish the race. What is the race? Prison and hardships. Working for the Lord. Whatever it takes, the good and the bad. And complete the task the Lord Jesus has given me. What is the task? Yes, it's prison, it's hardship. Yes, it's 
working for the Lord. But the main thing of this task is, he says it here, the task of testifying to the good news, the gospel, the good news of God's grace. And Paul is able to say this because not only is he dead, but he is alive. Because Christ is alive. I am alive. Christ has risen. And I have risen with him. And because I have risen with him, I am able to continue and finish the race, to complete the task that Jesus has, what Jesus has given me. The task of testifying to the good news of God's grace. Therefore, therefore, let's finish the sub points. Let us see. Fight every day. D, die every day. E, rely every day. Rely means rest, sit, walk, and run every day. Rely on Christ. That's what it means. Abide in Christ. Abiding in Christ, as it says in John 15. And lastly, letter F. Repent every day. This is going to echo throughout all of the points in today's message. Repent every day. Amen and amen. And our last point here, point number three. Praise the Lord. I serve a new master. Remember in point number one, towards the end, I said, just hang on. I'm going to explain it here, and this is it. Watchman Nee says this. He says, sin, the old master, is still about. But the slave who served him has been put to death, and so is out of reach, and his members are unemployed. The gambler's hand is unemployed. The swearer's tongue is unemployed. And these members are now available to be used instead as instruments of righteousness on to God, to be used as an instrument of righteousness on to God. That sounds vaguely familiar to our main passage that was found in Romans 6 earlier on. No longer will I be used as an instrument of wickedness, but now as a new creation I am used by God as instruments of righteousness. Amen and amen. Praise the Lord, I serve a new master. Emancipation proclamation, by definition is this, the Emancipation Proclamation, officially Proclamation 95, was a presidential proclamation and executive order issued by United States President Abraham Lincoln on January 1st, 1863. During the Civil War, the proclamation changed the legal status of more than 3.5 million enslaved African Americans in the secessionist Confederate states from enslaved to free. Meaning you need to declare to yourself, I am no longer an employee to my old master, to my old sinful nature, to sit into the world. Meaning you need to say to yourself, my old master from Egypt is long gone. You're no longer in Egypt. 
I am no longer a slave to my old master in Egypt. Rather, you need to tell yourself that I am a slave to my new master. And who is my new master? Is God, is Yahweh, is Jesus Christ. And he calls me friend. Just like the movie Lincoln Lawyer. What's that actor's name? Matthew McConaughey. McCona- <laughs> the guy from, uh, what's that movie? Ronnie's favorite movie? Interstellar. Okay, we got a fan over here. In the movie Lincoln Lawyer, the guy that works for him, his name is Earl, the driver. He says, boss, I was thinking that this can be a long-term kind of thing. And he's a lawyer, attorney, sitting in the back. And he says, I already got my license back three months ago, Earl. We're now employed, and now we serve a new master, a good master, and he calls us his friend. Jesus says in John 15, 15, I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends. For everything that I learned from my father, I have made known to you, and that is only possible in an intimate kind of relationship. Everything that the lawyer, the attorney, is talking about, because he's using the car as his office, the driver, Earl, is right there with him. And he's there because he trusts him. And they have a intimate and a personal relationship in an infinitely much better way perfect way is our relationship with Jesus yes he is our master but he also calls us his friends for we know everything we have learned about God is through his one and only Son, Jesus Christ. Everything that I learned from my Father, I've made known to you. And this is only possible when point number one and two is in place. Praise the Lord, I am dead in Christ. Praise the Lord, I am alive in Christ. Christ has died. I have died with him. Therefore, no in between, no compromises, no lukewarmness, repent every day. Christ has risen, Christ has risen, Christ has risen. I have risen with him. Therefore, fight every day, die every day, rely every day, and repent every day. And I'm closing with this. And for this reason alone, for this reason alone, my friends, my dear brothers and sisters, we must not, it's not a suggestion, we should not, We must not. It is an instruction that Christ gives us. You must not. You cannot go back to your old master. For if you go back, you will surely indeed die 
just like the Israelites in the desert. They all wanted to go back to their own master, to Egypt. They were deceived by Satan. It says in Romans 6, 13 to 14, Do not offer any part of yourself to sin as an instrument of wickedness. Going back to our main passage. But rather offer yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life. Amen and amen. And offer every part of yourself to him. Every part from head to toe, Lord. My heart, my mind, my soul, my strength. As an instrument of righteousness. For sin shall no longer be your master. Because you are not under the law, but under grace. Everything is by grace. Amen? It's his grace. Nothing that I have done has nothing to do with my effort. It's not I try to die, therefore I die. As I am dead already, therefore I die daily. As Paul declared, I die daily. I face death every single day. Amen and amen. Yes, so point letter A, B, temptation is present, B, sin is present. Yes, that's true. However, letter C, deliverance is here, D, new nature is here, E, new life is here. What do I mean by new nature? It means new habit, new discipline, new attitude. Humility is here. Therefore, letter F, repent every day. Amen. And amen. Let's go over the sub points real quick. Again, yes, temptation is present. B, sin is present. However, deliverance is here. New nature is here. New life is here. Therefore, repent every day. Amen and amen. 1 John 1, 8 through 10 says, can we read together? Ready? 1, 2, 3. If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. If we claim we have not sinned, we make him out to be a liar and his word is not in us. Let's continue. First John chapter 3, verse 8 to 9. Ready? 1, 2, 3. The one who does what is sinful is of the devil. Because the devil has been sinning from the beginning. The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the devil's work. No one who is born of God will continue to sin because God's seed remains in them. They cannot go on sinning because they have been born of God. Amen. And amen. Matthew 7, 16 says, By their fruit, you will recognize them by their fruit. But may we not forget that it is about faithfulness in that order. Faithfulness with fruitfulness. It is not fruitfulness, faithfulness. Meaning, if you are faithful, you will be fruitful. And how do you remain faithful? Jesus makes it very clear in John 15, 
where he says, remain. In verse 4, remain in me, and I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. If you remain in me, and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you remain in me, and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory, that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. Amen. And amen. So my friends, today, let's praise the Lord. And let's repent every day. And understand that you are no longer alive. I am dead. But I am also alive with and in Christ. A new life. A new creation. Instrument not of wickedness, but of righteousness of God. He has called you his friends. So live as a friend of God. I am a friend of God. When you're a friend of someone, you are loyal, you are faithful, you are true, and you will continue to uphold that relationship. And you honor him out of grace, out of love, out of a willing heart, not out of a forced, enforced, a reluctant heart. But may we do it out of the joy of the heart, giving to the Lord. Why? Because you are dead already. I've been crucified with Christ, as it says in Galatians 2.20. And it says in Colossians 2.20, you have died with Christ. You're already dead. Therefore, I die daily. I face death every day, as Paul declares in 1 Corinthians 15.31, as he continues on in Romans 8.36, for your sake, we face death all day long. Amen. And amen. So I want to challenge you, especially this week, as you get ready for Thanksgiving and for Evan. May we continue to grow in the Lord and know that our old self was crucified with him. And in the future, as we continue on with this series, we will learn what it means to live in faith and faith alone in God. Amen. Let us all pray together. Heavenly Father, do not remember the sins of our youth and our rebellious ways, but according to your love, remember us. For you, Lord, are our good. And now to him who is able to keep him from stumbling, present you blameless, pure, and holy before his holy presence. May you know and encounter the unending love of the Father. And may the Lord continue to pursue you, guide you, and lead you forevermore to be used as instruments of righteousness and not of wickedness. And as God's people, we pray. Amen. Amen. And amen.